Welcome to the Science of Self. I'm Russell, founder of Newton Media Group, and today we're going to help you learn to improve your life from the inside out. Stick around. Today is June 29th, 2023, and on this International Fisherman Day, we welcome all of you who have a camera, are named Fred, Gordon, Guy, Nash, St. Peter, St. Paul, and all you diesel billies out there today is your day, according to nationaltoday.com. Our lunch menu for today from the same website includes almond butter crunch ice cream, bacon burnt ends. I understand burnt ends from brisket, but bacon? Not sure about that one. For dessert, bomb pop. And we're gonna cook all that, I guess, on a waffle iron. Not waffle day, but waffle iron day. Interesting. Today from Peter Holland's book, The Lifelong Learner, we take a look at self-education, a concept we've alluded to before under the topic of meta-learning. And we're going to take an in-depth look at Bloom's taxonomy and learn how to apply that to our own learning process. And as always, you can learn more at bit.ly slash Peter Hollins. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Chapter 4. Self-education begins and ends with questions. It's all too easy to take what we've been taught at face value, never really questioning our understanding and getting hung up on the details. Learning how to critically question our own thinking and understanding can open doors that turn tedious information into untapped potential. When we learn how to learn for ourselves— it not only keeps our intrinsic motivation alive by unearthing knowledge rather than waiting for someone else to spoon-feed it, but it also helps us find gratification in everything from small victories to larger solutions that offer insights into what truly means something to us, our passions. Taking a step back every once in a while and asking ourselves, why am I doing this, and how can I be better at this, can be an invaluable tool when growing into our greatest selves. Let's look at how we can improve our learning strategies and learn how to learn. Kai was a bright and talented student, but he'd always found it hard to focus. He'd drift off during classes, struggle to stay motivated when given an assignment, and never quite get the grades he knew he was capable of. His teachers were supportive but they couldn't seem to help him break through his own mental blocks. Kai never asked questions in class, even if he knew he needed the clarification. When Kai's parents noticed how frustrated he was becoming with himself, they decided it was time for a change. They enrolled him in a special program that promised to teach students how to become better learners by developing their self-awareness and sharpening their critical thinking skills. At first. 
Kai wasn't sure if this program could really make any difference in his academic performance. After all, how did asking himself questions have anything to do with getting good grades? And it was fine that he didn't pose any questions in class. He could just go home and reread the chapter or something. It all seemed very pointless. But as the weeks went on, and Kai began putting into practice the lessons from the program, such as learning how to ask yourself and others questions about topics like, why am I having trouble understanding this concept? What strategies can I use here? How can I remember this information more effectively? Can you please elaborate on this with an example? Something began changing inside of him. He slowly developed greater insight into why certain things felt so different for him before. Now, armed with new tools at his disposal that allowed him to explore these issues from different perspectives, progress came much easier than ever before. As each day passed, Kai felt his confidence grow stronger and stronger until eventually there no longer seemed any obstacle too daunting or a problem too complex for him to tackle head-on. Kai is now thriving in school, thanks largely to being able to develop powerful, self-questioning habits for effective self-education. The habits enable him to confront every challenge with newfound enthusiasm, find out answers to his questions, and communicate with his teachers more effectively, thus proving once again just how important asking the right questions is in taking control of your own journey toward lifelong learning. A study revealed that self-questioning procedures greatly increased lecture comprehension over time. These findings implied that practicing a self-questioning information processing approach can significantly increase college students' understanding of lectures. So many of us, like Kai, are so afraid to ask important questions due to fear of sounding silly or stupid. Asking the right questions to others, and most importantly, yourself, can be the key to personal and or professional growth. It can help diversify our own thoughts as we enlist the help of other people in helping us answer our most important queries. When you ask questions, you add to your knowledge, and that alone is the most effective kind of learning there is. By getting an honest look at where we stand, we can make informed decisions that will set us up for success in any given area of life. Questions give us direction, help us identify changes that need to be made, and push us to explore new possibilities. They encourage us to evaluate what we've been doing so far and open our eyes to potential paths that were not previously available and serve as an invaluable tool for anyone looking to broaden their horizons and rise above current situations or limitations. The best thing about it? It's free. All it takes is a genuine desire for development, and you're off. Your success depends on more than just hard work. Therefore, it's critical to ask the right questions. If you don't ask enough questions, or the right ones, your chances of succeeding in whatever endeavor you choose plummet. For example, you're a hard-working student who dreams of going to college. You work 
tirelessly for years, balancing two part-time jobs and attending high school classes in the hopes of one day achieving this goal. But it seems like an impossible dream. That is, until you hear about the scholarship program at your local school. You get excited, begin the application process, but receive a rejection letter two months later. Dejected, you ask yourself, why did I get this scholarship? What could I have done to make my application stronger? Do you notice the difference? The second question is empowering and one that will lead you to success. Of course, you must be persistent and motivated in order to find a solution. However, simply asking yourself the right question will dramatically increase your odds of succeeding if you focus on what you can improve rather than focusing on the why-nots and the what-ifs. Now that we've established how important mastering the art of questioning is for effective self-learning, it's time to get into exactly how you can do that. Use questions to pull information from anywhere. The immense, uncharted area of human experience that exists outside the restrictive bounds of formal schooling is the most significant frontier of education. The vast majority of people do not attend educational institutions. Even the most well-educated persons have five decades or more to live after graduation. Yet the need for learning does not disappear. The desire to improve, to continuously learn, does not cease to exist. It just becomes more and more urgent as you get older. Begin by asking yourself, how can this requirement be met? How can the learning potential of this massive and rapidly rising non-school population be realized? Especially since when you're out of school, you then have an opportunity to learn whatever your heart desires. And this is the stage where effective lifelong learning begins. Cal Newport's book, Deep Work, Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World, demonstrates that the only way to advance in today's economy is to learn difficult but relevant things rapidly. Not very good news for my anxiety-laden heart, but I guess it's worth a try, yes? Let's take a deep breath, and let's begin. This is more for me than for you. Start by asking yourself the right question relevant to your unique situation. Make sure that the questions you're asking are empowering, e.g., what strategy can I adopt to improve my CGPA instead of, why did I fail two classes this semester? Notice how the first one actually prompts you to do better and improve. Empowering questions are solution-oriented and will usually begin with how. For example, how can I make this situation better? How do I reach my goal this year? How can I improve my posture? How can I improve my relationships? Avoid all disempowering questions, specifically ones that focus on the whys of a situation. They are victimizing and focus on regret, loss, and frustration. Focusing on just the negative aspects can make you overlook any possibility of a solution. Following are some examples of the kind of questions you should definitely be avoiding. 
Why did I fail this semester? Why is everyone else doing so much better than I am? Why am I so unlucky? Now that you've mastered the art of asking the right questions, it's time to ask the right people. You don't want to just go up to a random person and demand they answer your questions. So, how do we locate the right people? Let's say that you're in the midst of learning how to be a photographer. You're not going to go up to a painter and ask them, how do I set up my own photography studio? They are obviously not going to be able to help you as much as an actual photographer would. Therefore, seek out those who have already achieved what you hope to master and use them as your role models. Ponder and ask them what it was that made them such a success. Reach out in person or pick up a book that they wrote on the topic. Either way, by getting insight from seasoned professionals, effective lifelong learning will be much easier. Find mentors and enjoy watching knowledge grow at lightning speed. Prior to asking the right person, decide what you want to get out of this interaction. What do you hope to discover? What do you hope to do using that information? Then look for others who have already accomplished that. Now that you have the right person, it's time to ask them the right questions. Asking open-ended questions is an invaluable skill. Not only do they allow us to get to the heart of a given problem or situation, but they're also great icebreakers that can help people feel more comfortable opening up and sharing information with us. Avoid making general inquiries or asking for yes-no answers. Instead, strive for questions that begin with words like how and what, which will make your conversation partner more likely to provide a longer and more reflective answer. Some open-ended questions are, How did you achieve that scholarship? What are the most important strategies you'd recommend for me? What documents will I be needing? Make sure you specify your questions as the conversation flows. For example, what was the one thing you think played the most significant part in helping you achieve that scholarship? Also, consider what kind of language you're using. Leading questions rarely yield fruitful dialogue, as anyone can easily sense when someone is taking them in a certain direction. For best results with any kind of conversation going forward, Remember to listen just as much as you speak. Listening attentively provides richer opportunities for follow-up and further exploration into whatever topics are at hand. Practicing active listening is one of the best things you can do to help improve communication with others. It involves actively understanding what somebody is saying by paying attention to the words they're saying, their body language, and underlying emotions so that you can better understand their point of view. To practice active listening, start by making sure you're in a quiet space and giving the speaker your full attention. Do not interrupt while they're talking. As they talk, listen closely and paraphrase what they're telling you back to them in order to ensure understanding on both sides. Not only will this help to settle any misunderstandings, but also show that you have given real thought about what was said, which is often appreciated. Lastly, don't be afraid to give your own thoughts 
or ask more open-ended questions if there's something that isn't clear. Just make sure it's done politely and respectfully. You can practice by spicing up a conversation with your besties or partner by dedicating 10 minutes to homing in on the power of listening. Use this time as an opportunity to ask engaging questions that let them share stories and experiences while avoiding any interruptions. Once they're done, you can dive even deeper into their thoughts and feelings. Concentrate on the solution. Whenever you pose any kind of question, always think about the solution. This applies to both self-questioning and asking other people. Your subconscious will immediately draw your attention toward whatever you're focusing on. For example, if, as a photographer, all you're focusing on is how saturated the market is or how nobody's going to appreciate your style or hire you, well, then that's always where you're going to end up. You'll always find solutions for any difficulty or issue if you concentrate on finding solutions and view challenges as chances to learn more. Therefore, being solution-focused and concentrating on the opportunities rather than the risks are the key components of asking the right questions and pave the way for lifelong learning to take place unhindered. Bloom's Taxonomy, a method you can use for effective self-questioning. Critical thinking is so important to acknowledge, especially as we navigate through various scenarios in life. From complex work tasks requiring finesse and attention to detail, to helping our children with their school assignments, to tackling daily issues, having the ability to think critically can be a great asset. To foster this important skill, Bloom's Taxonomy offers an accessible framework to define and classify the various levels of human cognition, thinking, learning, and comprehending. This taxonomy divides cognition into six distinct levels, from one being the most basic up until six that requires more in-depth thought processing. When self-learning, it's important to know how to self-question based on the following six categories. Remembering Knowledge This stage concentrates on retrieving information from memory that's been obtained through instruction and experience. During this process, the learner must be able to recognize or recall relevant learned material, such as facts or terms, with accuracy and fluency. This could be done by using mnemonics, repetition, images, and other memorization techniques. Retaining previously learned knowledge helps provide a foundation for higher levels of critical thinking and problem-solving skills as they move up Bloom's taxonomy. Some questions that you can ask yourself to keep the momentum of knowledge going are, What can I recall about blank? How would I define blank? Can I identify blank? Can I compare and contrast blank? Describe the process of blank. What would I choose blank? Insert anything that you're currently thinking about mastering. This is about you 
remembering important information, such as the definition of a word. For example, what can I recall about thermodynamics? How would I define thermodynamics? Can I identify the laws of thermodynamics? These kinds of questions can help you identify what information you know and what you need to know. Understanding The second stage of knowledge in Bloom's taxonomy is all about understanding the material rather than just memorizing it. To reach this level, you'll need to go beyond studying. Great comprehension requires engaging with the material. That may mean discussing ideas within the material with others, analyzing and evaluating different arguments made in the material, or forming connections between that material and other related topics. It's an excellent way to really get beneath the surface of what you're learning and can help ensure greater levels of mastery. Questions you can ask yourself. What can I infer from? What did I observe? How would I identify? Can I elaborate on... For example, what can I infer from the summary I wrote of Jane Eyre's first chapter? What did I observe in the teacher's notes that was contrary to what I had mentioned? How would I identify these themes within the text? Can I elaborate on the theme of feminism? These are the kinds of questions you need to be asking yourself as you move on from remembering to understanding. Application The third stage of application in Bloom's taxonomy is all about taking the information we've learned and being able to use it in a practical sense. This could involve putting pieces of information together or adapting them for different purposes, as well as applying different theories and ideas. Activities such as solving math problems, creating detailed essays and plans, discovering patterns, or designing experiments are all common examples of activities that involve the third level of application. Overall, this stage emphasizes both learning content and understanding how to use it outside of traditional lecture settings. In doing so, you'll gain valuable knowledge that you can carry over into your everyday life. Questions you can ask yourself. How would I alter blank to blank? What examples can I find? How would I solve blank? Ask yourself, how would I alter the excerpt I've already written on the major themes in Jane Eyre so that it includes more of my own opinion than anybody else's? Can I write a detailed commentary on Chapter 5? What examples can I find that will support my own interpretation of it? All very practical questions to help you apply the concepts you've learned in a better way. Analyzing The fourth stage of application in Bloom's taxonomy is all about taking the knowledge gained from prior stages surrounding remembering, understanding, and analyzing, and using it to create something that's entirely original. Rather than just remembering the facts or understanding why something has happened, this stage requires people to actually use these pieces of information 
whether it be writing a story or designing an experiment for learning objectives like problem-solving and critical thinking. It's an interactive and adaptive process that puts the entirety of Bloom's taxonomy into practice. Questions to ask yourself? How would I explain... What can I point out about... What's the problem with... Which of my ideas validate... For example, how would I explain how so far ahead of its time Jane Eyre is. What text can I point out in regard to the themes I'm looking for? Which of my ideas validate the concepts I drafted in my essay earlier? Evaluating. The fifth stage of application in this theoretical structure is evaluation. Evaluation involves assessing the value or success of something by collecting information and analyzing it against predetermined standards. One way to incorporate evaluation into learning activities is through problem-based instruction. This type of activity asks individuals to consider a problem or case study from multiple perspectives with their own opinions before giving a conclusion or solution. By actively engaging in thoughtful discussion, critically analyzing information, and making informed decisions about various topics, you can develop important skills that enable you to become a more independent thinker. Questions to ask yourself. What is my opinion of? How could I verify? What information would I use to prioritize... For instance, what is my opinion of how women were treated back in the day? Where do I stand on equal rights for both men and women? How could I verify some of this book's historical background that I dug up? What information should I prioritize? My own ramblings or those of my professor? Both? Creating The sixth stage in Bloom's taxonomy is an important step for higher-level learning. It requires synthesizing and creating. Examples of this include taking ideas from multiple sources and integrating them together to form something new. This could involve analyzing a process and then creating a new solution, creating a presentation that illustrates understanding of material, designing a new product, or writing a manual. The synthesis and creation stages help you think critically and make logical connections among ideas in order to draw applicable conclusions. Questions to ask yourself? How would I compile the facts for... How would I elaborate on the reason... How would I improve... What could I invent... What facts can I gather? Can I predict the outcome if... For example, how would I compile all the facts for my essay, for my thesis, for my presentation? How would I elaborate on the theme of feminism in Jane Eyre? How would I improve my paper, 
by connecting to the other themes in the book. Can I predict the outcome of my paper if I just go with my instinct and not really listen to anyone else's opinion? All of these questions are going to help you in creating something really new and exciting. And that's it for this week's episode from The Science of Self. Be sure to sign up for the author's email list at bit.ly slash peterhollins and follow us in your favorite app so that you don't miss our next episode. I'm Russell, and if you'd like to hear more, check out Peter Holland's book, Lifelong Learning, on Audible, Amazon, and iTunes. It's available both as an audiobook and print version and ebook if you like those as well. And here are today's episode takeaways. It's important to ask the right questions when learning something new, especially if you want to learn it effectively. Empowering questions that are solution-oriented and begin with how will help you get started on the right foot. You should also avoid disempowering questions that focus on the negative aspects of a situation and begin with why. Bloom's Taxonomy offers a framework to define and classify the levels of human cognition from basic to more in-depth thought processing. With self-learning, it's important to know how to self-question based on the following six categories, remembering, understanding, applying, analyzing, evaluating, and creating. Remembering knowledge. This stage concentrates on retrieving information from memory that's been obtained through instruction and experience. To do this effectively, try using mnemonics or other memorization techniques. Understanding. The second stage of knowledge is all about understanding the material rather than just memorizing it. Try discussing ideas within the material with others or forming connections between that material and related topics. Application. The third stage of application is about taking what you've learned and being able to use it in a practical sense outside of lecture settings, such as solving math problems or creating detailed essays or plans. Analyzing. The fourth stage of analysis consists of taking the knowledge gained from prior stages and using it to create something original, like writing a story or designing an experiment. Everyone has a passion for something, but it's a challenge to take that passion and turn it into a highly coveted skill. To fight this, CAFE suggests compressing the most essential 20% of information into a cheat sheet. Consider four factors when creating your personal learning schedule. Study duration, time of day, weekday, and frequency. Encoding is the last component of Tim's rapid skill acquisition toolset and requires you to connect new information to prior knowledge. And let's dive into the history book for just a minute before we wrap up today. For birthdays, Camila Mendez, the Riverdale actress, if you're into that show. Colin Jost, the Ivy League writer and comedian. 
Giovanni, an R&B vocalist and occasional rapper. Kawi Leonard, one of the best defenders in the NBA. Matthew Mercer, if you're into anime or even most video games that he's worked on. Good old SSN Santa also has a birthday today. Find him on YouTube. Way back in 2007, Apple released the very first iPhone, and even a little further back in 2003, Hollywood legend Katherine Hepburn passes away. We leave you today with a quote from Katherine Hepburn. Love has nothing to do with what you're expecting to get, only with what you are expecting to give, which is everything.